0: Welcome to a PEDRA publication presentation. We are providing this presentation in audio format for the convenience of listening on the go. If you'd like to view the video version of this presentation, you have two options. You can follow the link to join and view in the PEDRA mobile app or follow the link to YouTube. Both are provided in the description of this podcast. Don't miss any of our educational content make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast channel, as well as our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Hi, and thank you for watching this Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance webinar. My name is Mitchell Braun. I'm a fourth-year medical student at the University of California, San Francisco, and I'm here on behalf of my co-authors to discuss our recent publication in the Pediatric Dermatology Journal titled Persistent Dysesthesias and Involuted Infantile Hemangiomas. An uncommon complication in a common condition. This presentation was specifically reviewed by Drs. Lucinda Cohn and Alona Friedman. Before we start, I want to clarify the meaning of some terms that will be important. The first is dysesthesias, which are basically abnormal sensations on the skin. They can include pain, itching, or numbness. For the rest of the talk, I'll refer to these dysesthesias simply as sensory changes. Infantile hemangiomas also known as strawberry marks or strawberry birthmarks are benign or non-cancerous growths of blood vessels on the skin or just below the surface of the skin. They have been observed in up to four to five percent of infants. In general, they tend to grow quickly in the first few weeks to months of life and then begin to flatten and go away. This process of flattening and going away is termed involution and occurs over a few years. Infantile hemangiomas can be either superficial, deep, or mixed. Superficial hemangiomas grow at the skin surface and have a characteristic red color. Deep grow below the surface, and mixed or combined have components of both superficial and deep types. Infantile hemangiomas can also be described as localized, in which there is growth on just one area of the body, or segmental in which the infantile hemangiomas are often big, spreading across larger areas of the skin. The word residua is used to describe the skin changes that are left behind from infantile hemangiomas. Residua can refer to many different findings including extra skin and tissue, termed fibrofatty fatty residua, persistent color change, or superficial blood vessels, termed telangiectasias. This picture on the right is from our paper and shows residua. Note the red color of the infantile hemangioma has gone away, but there is still extra tissue in this area. There are also superficial blood vessels called telangiectasias on the surface. The pictures at the bottom of the screen show both superficial and deep infantile hemangiomas. To provide some background to our study, residual skin changes are common in infantile hemangiomas, and the majority don't have any associated symptoms. Some pediatric dermatologists, however, have experiences with patients describing pain or discomfort over these residual changes. We don't know how common these symptoms actually are, since there have been no papers published in the literature on this topic. This lack of data leaves clinicians at a loss on how to best treat these symptoms, and patients without answers on what they can do to avoid their discomfort. This brings us to our study. The purpose of our study was to describe a group of people with sensory symptoms in involuted infantile hemangiomas to help to characterize these symptoms, describe possible patterns between patients, and explain treatments and how well they worked. In order to accomplish our purpose, we relied on the physician networks in the Hemangioma Investigator Group and the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance to identify patients. Then we reviewed these patient medical records, collecting data on each patient's clinical course. We identified a total of seven patients who presented to their dermatologist reporting discomfort in their involuted infantile hemangiomas. The age of patients ranged from 3 years to 48 years. Five patients were female, and two were male. Five out of the seven reported pain as the primary complaint. One patient reported itching, and one reported pain only when touching the area. There was a range in the type of infantile hemangiomas present at birth. Five out of the seven were localized, referring to growth from one area of the body, and the remaining two were segmental, referring to growth across a larger section of skin. Four out of the seven were superficial, growing on the top of the skin, one was deep, and two were mixed. Three patients had complications in infancy, including ulceration, where the skin breaks down over the hemangioma, which can cause bleeding, as well as late growth, in which the hemangioma grows past the age of three years. All seven patients had some type of residua, including fibrofatty residua, persistent color change, or telangiectasias. Our patient's residua tended to be large. The surface area, which is the amount of total skin covered, was on average 37 centimeters squared, which is about 5.5 inches squared. Other than one participant who had a smaller lesion by his eye, the majority had even larger areas of affected skin. The amount of discomfort varied some patients experienced symptoms daily, while others had mild and very infrequent sensory changes. Five out of the seven patients in our study attempted treatments. Two of the patients decided to forgo treatments altogether given the mild nature of their symptoms. Others tried ice, steroid injections, topical numbing medications, and oral propranolol, a medication often used for infantile hemangioma treatments in infancy. These treatments partially improved, but did not completely resolve pain in our patients. Although future studies will be needed to fully uncover the cause of these symptoms, it is possible that the infantile hemangioma residua may impact sensory nerves in the skin. The epidermis is the term for the top layer of the skin and the dermis is the deeper layer. In this image on the left, the epidermis is the darker pink, while the dermis is lighter. Normally, the dermis is composed of collagen and elastin, large molecules that support other cells and structures like hair follicles and sweat glands. Studies that have examined residua, specifically fibrofatty residua under the microscope, have found that there is an increased number of fat cells in these areas. It's possible that increased fat cells in place of normal elastin and collagen could impact how well nerves function in these areas, causing pain. The image in the middle of the screen shows a section from an involuted hemangioma under a microscope. The large cells with clear cytoplasm that appears white in the image are fat cells. They represent almost all of the tissues in this section. There have also been studies that discuss pain and scars. These investigations suggest that there is an imbalance of the type of nerve as well as increased inflammatory molecules in the scar tissue that is painful. It's possible that similar mechanisms are at play with infantile hemangioma residua as well. Further studies that use special stains looking for elastin, collagen, and nerves may shed additional light on the cause of these symptoms. In summary, we believe this is the first study to specifically discuss the sensory changes in involuted infantile hemangiomas. We presented seven patients from institutions around the United States, the majority of whom experienced pain with an infantile hemangioma residua that varied in severity. Given that these symptoms have not been studied before, there are still many unanswered questions, including the cause of these sensory changes and the best way to treat them. This may be more common than we previously thought, as many physicians don't know to specifically ask about these symptoms during office visits. As we wait for additional research studies, we hope that dermatologists and primary doctors will ask individuals with involuted hemangiomas if they are experiencing any discomfort over these areas. Similarly, People with discomfort and involuted hemangiomas should discuss with their doctor or healthcare professional. We are excited for future studies that will help us answer why these sensory changes happen and how best to treat them. I would like to say thank you to all of my co authors and both the Hemangioma Investigator Group and the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. It would not have been possible to find all of the patients that we did without the support of both of these groups. I would also like to specifically thank the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance webinar series for letting me speak about our research today. I also want to thank the Pediatric Dermatology Journal, where our study was published. Of course, I'd like to thank our patients whose stories we told in the study that we published. And finally, I'd like to say thank you to you for listening and learning more about M. angiomas today. Here are some references to learn more about this topic if you're interested.